I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 6. And in the process of me being um, just really at a, at a point where I was, I was going through those times of uh, refreshing for myself to be restored. You know, last week I had uh, five services and um, three or four uh, Bible studies within a five day, uh, within a four day period. And, and so, you know, I was, uh, it was pretty drained and, and, uh, needing, needing to be restored. And so that's what some of that time for me is that I get out and I go hunt or I go out and drive through the cattle or, or whatever, and try to just have that time of refreshing. There has to be that time to recoup, but that has to be done in the presence of the Lord. I've called this don't be weary because I, I felt like that as I was feeling that, sensing that, but I just felt like in the body of Christ today, there's a lot of people who uh, just the, the, the stress of, of prayer for uh, this nation, the stress of prayer against this virus, the, all the weights and cares and, and, and concerns, the, the are we going to have school, are we not? Are we going to you know have work, are we not? Are we going to have, well, you know, all these ifs and questions and all those things put a strain on, on people, but where prayer is concerned, when we're in a prayer fight over a long period of time, just like any battle, it, it becomes wearisome. And I just felt, I just sensed that, that that's a word of encouragement. Not everybody feels this. You may not be in that place, but I, I can I can bet that the, you've had a time where this is the case, that you've prayed and it doesn't seem like anything uh, changes or anything moves and, and you begin to get weary and discouraged. Now, what some people do, they quit being discouraged but they because they just give up and quit praying. Now, I want to define that word uh, weary from the, uh, from, in the Bible. It, it describes exhausted strength. You say, okay, I understand that. Yeah, yeah I, I can relate to that. But it goes on, it says lack of endurance or vigor. Now, now think about the, the Scripture, where the Scripture is concerned or, the, or, or your life is concerned, and applying that, there is a certain amount of strength, physical strength we need, but, but that stamina and that vigor mentally and emotionally is a part of that as well. I mean, that's where we feel the effects anyway. But it's also uh, another part of that definition for weary is the loss of freshness. Now, uh, in, in, the, in the Bible it describes, I'm going to read all those together, exhausted strength, lack of endurance or vigor, and the loss of freshness. Now, see, that's the way I relate uh, sometimes getting weary or getting dry spiritually. And I was, I was talking, I've talked to other ministers about this. I was talking to young ministers about this. That's why the, the most critical thing that we develop as believers is a prayer life is a personal time with God because that's where we go to get refreshed. And, you know, you think about uh, something that's not fresh. You ever, you know, I've got uh, up, at, up at my barn up, up uh, where the grassland, the, the ranch is. Uh, the, I live out here on the northeast edge of Enid, and I drive up there. And so, you know, I, I built, when we built a barn last year, I built me a, I call it a vet room, but I've got a bathroom and a sink and a refrigerator and a microwave in there. And so I can have me some stuff. So whenever I'm, I'm, I'm up there, I'm that far away, I don't always have to run into Nash into town because it's five or six miles outside of town, just out there in the country. And, and I need a place to make a sandwich. And, you know, I always carry me a, a can of Vienna sausages, you know, three or four of them under the sea to pick up. You know, I just, I just keep me some, some nourishment. You know, I got to keep me something just that, you know, I'm out there and, and I always keep me, I usually keep me some trail mix. Uh, Mark usually, when I was driving, he'd always sneak in, in my pickup and get some of my trail mix whenever he'd see my pickup parked out there. I locked it this morning though. Uh, you know, 
<laughs> you noticed that? <laughs> he thought, what's wrong here? Pekeli finally drove his, didn't ride with Sue this morning, drove his pickup, and what, what's the deal? But, uh, but you know, uh, we, we keep that nourishment. But, you know, every once in a while, I'd, I'd keep. Now, now I've got that, uh, that I don't think Vienna sausages, they could be under the seat for a year, and I, I think they'd still be just like they were, right? Ain't a matter of freshness. But I, I keep a loaf of bread up there and stuff, you know. If you don't keep that all just right, it starts to get dry, and, and it starts to be, un, you know, it's just not very good to, to eat. And uh, the other day I had some cans of uh, just like, a, I think this is Stromboli or something. I, just, I don't know. I buy some stuff. He's dumping a bowl, heat it up and just, you know, it kind of survive you on. Whew, I couldn't hardly finish it. It was, I don't know how long it'd been there. It just wasn't fresh anymore. But see, in our walk with the Lord, there's a lot of things that come against us to stress us out, to dry us out, to make us weary. And when we begin to think about this, Galatians 6, verse 9, he says, uh, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap if we don't give up. See, that verse alone, there's a lot of good stuff around that right there in Galatians. All those verses around are really, really good. But just that one verse, I mean, that can stand alone that we got to make sure that we don't become weary. Because see, here's what happens when, when the world begins to put all these, these challenges against us and, and, and begins to lead us away from, and this can happen for many reasons, but begins to lead us away from our trust in God or begins to, to divide our time and our mind so that we can't spend that quality time with God, so that we can't be refreshed, we can't feed on the Word, we can't do the things that we need to do. We'll become weary while we're doing good and we'll, and we'll miss out on the reaping or the result of what we put into, into place. Notice he says in verse 7, he says, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Kind of what uh, this guy down here, Dakota, was saying this morning. I tried to call you about three different names before I got you right. But, but, but what we, we reap, what do we reap? What we sow. But what do we reap? What we hold fast or, or protect and, and maintain until it comes, until it's harvest time. See, there, there's this thing called the the. the the, the time period between the amen and the there it is. It's the time between planting and harvesting. It's the time of, between prayer and receiving the, the end results. And that's where people falter. And if we're not careful, we, can't, we don't want to allow weariness. We don't want to be exhausted of our strength. We don't want to lack the endurance or the vigor to hold fast. And we don't want to, we don't want to lose the freshness that we have. And see, that's the challenge that we all have in, in long-term things. I mean, some, some of us have been in prayer over this, this uh, uh, virus thing. And now it seems to be resurging, seems to be... Uh, in power. So do we just give up? See, see, that would be one solution, a bad solution. That, but, but so we stand firm. Well, you say, well, it doesn't look like it's working. Well, I, last time I checked, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If I could see it working, it wouldn't take faith. I need to hold fast to that. So I continue to go back to that. Now, we're going to look at ways that we remain fresh or we hold fast. But, you know, I was reminded of a, of a proverb, thirteen twelve says, Hope deferred makes a heart sick. 
See, it's hard to have the hope deferred. See, why, why was, uh, Col was it Culver or Colburn that was, was wanting to go home after 30 minutes? The little one. Oh, well, that's understandable. I, th I, th I thought it was the older one. I was like, man, he's gung-ho, boy. But, but the, the younger one, you know, he's three years old or whatever. I mean, you know, he's out there. The fact that he made it to the blind without saying he didn't want to go home was pretty good. Of course, he didn't get to tell all the story. Maybe that was part of it. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing. Hope deferred. It's exciting to go hunting until you realize you've got to wait. You know, I, 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 here's one of the things that I try to do, make sure my deer blinds, I've gone to mostly blinds. That, that sitting on a, on a tri side of a tree, being perfectly still for hours, that's unfun at this point in my life. I need to be able to cross my legs. I need to be able to kick back a little bit. I need to be able to look at my phone. I need to be able to do some other things. For one thing, I, I feel guilty if I sit anywhere doing nothing for very long. It's just the way I'm wired. I, I mean, I have a hard time. I feel like, man, I can't, I can't do that. Well, yesterday it was, it was, uh, I, I went out and I sat for a lot of hours. I knew I wasn't going to get to hunt much over the next few days. It was opening day of gun season and, and I passed up two really nice bucks just because, I mean, I wasn't out there just to kill something. I was out there to, I mean, the hunt's part of it, but I get nice, good, comfy chairs, set up that blind. I get me a place where I can set my Bible out. I, there's days I'll take my laptop, and I mean, it's like I'm, at, I'm away, and, and I took several calls. But see, it, it, for me, the, the hope is that I'm refreshed, I'm restored. It, it, the hope is that I spend time with the Lord. The hope is, I, my hope is a, a big buck is down the road somewhere, and it's okay if it comes today. But for those boys, the hope deferred, I mean, the fact that they got there, and, and especially that little one, 30 minutes is a long time to not see a deer when you came to see a deer. See, what, what do we do sometimes? We put our hope in a prayer. We pray, God, we, you're a God of miracles. We come against in the name of Jesus, spiritual warfare, and we pray, and boy, I mean, we see mountains move. And then the next time we pray, it may be over something that it just doesn't move immediately. You know, it, it's, it's, that, it's that I planted this, now where's it at? It's that I planted it and, and I haven't seen any results. I'm not seeing anything move. And so I got to, that deferred hope will make our heart sick or, or it'll make us emotionally weak. It'll cause us to begin to be exhausted of strength for standing on the word. But we got to make a, a determination that no, I'm not going to be de deterred from the task at hand. Good, good dad held them out till, the, till, till God brought that. And you know what? That's a wonderful lesson. You know, one of the things that's, that's uh, I remember our, our oldest daughter when we, we were showing lambs and I found, I went out and I, God provided, I, hunt, I found a really good shrop. Now, if you show lambs, you know anything about it, I don't know if it's the same way. This was 20, 15 years ago or so, uh, but I'm sure it's the same deal. It's hard to find a shrop that's really a shrop. And if you show lambs, you know what I, what I mean by that. But that actually was, was really good. Well, she got that, and she was reserved grand at our county, in a pretty tough county, with a shrop. So she was not only champion in her breed, but then she went into the grand drive and was reserved grand. Well, after that, it was like the expectation. It was, I mean, she, she had so much success. Anything less was, this was no fun. Dad, I like to win the next year whenever we were sifted, you know, or whatever, or, or passed over. What color ribbon is this? This ain't blue. What's the deal? <laughs> See, but, but so we, we condition ourselves for the, for the quick result and the, and, the, and the harvest, 
And that's good, but when it's deferred sometimes, we, just, we still got to be able to stand. And, and we, what we do is sometimes grow weary in our well-doing. But the apostle uh, Paul was telling them right here, he says, don't be, don't be weary while doing good. You continue to stand on the Word. That's why we look at the Word of God and we look to who God is and we decide and determine beforehand, God, this is what I believe. Why? Because you said it. That's why it's so uh, important that we understand it's not, <clears throat> we don't want to base everything on our, our, uh, what we see and what our emotions are. We want to base it on the faith, on faith of what God said. I, I was, I was, uh, I listened to a little bit of, uh, what's the funny guy, Jake Lowry, Mark, uh, anyway, it don't matter. I was listening to this video, <clears throat> Christian, the Christian comedian, uh, what's his name? Anyway, Mark Lowry. I was listening to him, and, and he, he said, you know, he had, he had uh, people come over, and they brought some friends with him, and he found out, God, where's my water? <clears throat> he, he found out that this lady was an atheist, and he's so funny. You know, he said, oh, man, he said, I was so excited. <clears throat> he said, I went and locked all the doors. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> he, said, he said, because I never had one of them in my house before, you know, and he, he's going through being all funny and everything. But, you know, here, here was the point. He said, you know what I told him? He says, I don't have that much faith to be an atheist because I can't believe that all this from all that chaos came down to something that works so well. How can you believe that all this just happened? That takes a lot of faith. I don't have that much faith. So he flipped that around on him, and I thought, wow, that's a great way to, to approach it. But we want, to remain, we want to maintain our faith, not based on what we feel and what we see and all those things. Because here, And here's what I've learned over the years, is that I always go back to my foundation of faith. I always go back to the confession of my faith, the things that God has done in my life. And I, and I solidify that so that my emotions don't lead me. Because when I get exhausted of physical strength, when I get uh, lack the endurance or I lose that freshness... Those are, those are affecting the other things. My spirit, man, never gets that way because I'm continually, it's connected with the Spirit of God, but my flesh will begin to, to rule and it'll begin to affect those things. So I want to feed that spirit, build that up, make sure that's the thing that leads us. So how do we, how do we overcome weariness? I, I want to read a few uh, scriptures here. Uh, you can turn to Hebrews chapter 10. And, uh, <clears throat> you know... Uh, I felt like the, the last, you know, couple of weeks, I was just kind of on fumes. And then we compiled all those weeks. And so, you know, me as a, I talk about what God does in my life sometimes as an example to how I have to live this just like you. So I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to us. And so this is also for me, but in verse 32, he said, remember those early days after you had received the light, when you endure in a great conflict full of suffering. See, he's talking to uh, believers. He's talking to uh, uh, those who were Jews that the transition out of Judaism was not good, not, not easy. The transition for those in the early church wasn't easy because they were, they were, uh, there was a lot of, of people coming against them. You know, I don't know where all this is going as far as in the next year or so, but if you hadn't realized it, there is a world that doesn't think Christianity is awesome. 
There is a world that is that, that there and, and, a, and a many people who will come out against the church, against Christianity. In fact, in, in your business, when you begin to declare that you're a Christian, there'll be people that'll stop doing business with you if you own a business. If you, if you are a believer and have friends or, or connected with people and you begin to walk according to the Word of God, you'll find that people will separate themselves from you. I don't get invited to certain parties. It's probably a good thing. It's okay. But you know, I have, I have lost friends because I chose to walk according to the Word. Now, it's been a long time. I mean, I've been at this long enough that people don't become my friend if, <laughs> if, if they, you know, they, there's that. I've been down there. But in the beginning... Okay, and, and as I have led people into a closer walk with the Lord, and as God begins to transform your life, you begin to change how you approach things, and all of a sudden things begin to be different. Things begin to change. He says, remember those days after you received the light, when you endured a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to in, uh, insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. Listen, there is this idea in this world that there's one group that, that can just decide they, they want to cancel you out. We're at a, a, at a war to stand for what is God's. And there is opposition to... to Many of the things that we put out and, and that we stand in, but here's the thing, we got to understand that within that, God gives us the ability to remain strong and steadfast. See, what's the opposite of being weary? Being not exhausted strength, but having the strength and might of God. Instead of having a lack of endurance and vigor, it would be full of strength and endurance and the vigor of life. Instead of being a loss of freshness, it'd be fresh, new every morning, full of life, full of positivity, full of uh, possibility, full of the power of God. See, it, 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 I have to stir myself up. That's what Paul told Timothy, the young minister. He said, stir up the gift. That's what we have to do anytime we begin to get weary or, or anytime the things begin to weigh us down or overwhelm us. we got to stir ourselves up. And let me just give you a little secret. Stay stirred up all the time because it's, it's like, I think I used this on a, one of my Bible studies in the morning, but there, with a fountain, y'all been to Romano's? That's part of it. Used to be part of our ranch. That was, you know, grand, great grandpa and grandpa started all that, and you know, began stuff there and found that, and we owned that at one time. And and obviously, uh, Chief Henry Rome knows and his family had it first. All right, so we didn't discover it. All right, I don't 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 write me any letters, but uh, not that y'all would, but 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 I want. I, I, but but here's the thing: there is a big spring on there. Y'all, if you ever seen it, it comes out of there. When I was a kid, you used to be able to get back in there and you could crawl back in there just, you know, the, the, a little bit and, and, and be a part of it. But you were never going to stop that flow of water. You, you weren't strong and no one was strong enough to, to stop the flow of that water. See, when the force, when we stay full of God, 
it's like that river, like that river of living water. It's like that spring that comes forth. It's hard to be overwhelmed and weary. It's hard to get get a loss of freshness and to be, and to lose our strength or or not have the endurance needed when we're full of God. That's why I wanted to sing that song this morning. I've been singing that for the last week. Fill my here's my cup, Lord. Fill it up. Fill it up till it's overflowing. Because I need all of that on the inside so that I overcome. So uh, uh, we see here in verse uh, 34, You suffer along with those in prison and joyful, joyfully accept the confiscation of your property because you're, you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Now this is an unfun... I, I would never want to see this. But here's what, I read that, and here's what I gathered out of that. He said, make sure the most valuable possession you have is your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. With what He has given you. All your stuff's just stuff. I've told you before where, where I've gone before God and just in, in metaphorically or, or mentally just put it all on the table. Just put it all on the altar. Just offer it all up. God, what do you want? Is there any of this that's in your way? Is there any of this you don't want me to have? You know, I've been looking for a roping horse. And it ain't finding me. And I'm not finding it. Well, I mean, if I had 10,000 bucks laying around, I, I, I could. I mean, it's nothing, a big enough check wouldn't fix or find. But God has always provided me horses, right? the right horses. I mean, it just, it's just we've always, whenever, whenever I needed a horse... He provided the right horse. I've been looking for one. And finally I say, well, God, I'm not getting in a hurry and just buying something that's not what you want. If you got the one for me, you provide it. You show it. You supply it. See, we, we don't want things. He says, what are possessions? Now, that's a, that's a small thing. But you know what? I don't want any possession, anything to get in, my, in between me and, and, my, and God's will for my life. I learned that a long time ago. I said, God, I'll give it to you. There was one time at one point when I sold all that stuff, gave all that stuff, or I didn't give it all away because we needed to get through college, but I sold all, the, all those things. But I gave it up in my heart, and I said, Lord, these things aren't going to rule me. I won't, I, won't, I won't narrow my path in life based on these things. No house, no place. Nothing aside from my family, those things, everything's on the table. And even those plans and what I see my kids doing, God, I offer that up to you. Lord, you lead, guide, and direct. Make sure. You know, man, that, that's, that's the challenge there. What if, we, what if we did lose property for the sake of the gospel? That, that could come eventually. That we may see that before it's all over. And you know what? If we do then uh, we got to make sure that we remember that verse. Now, don't get worried. Just trust God. The, the smile on our face ought to come from the fact that we know that God provides and takes care of us. And so verse 35, he says, So do not throw away your confidence. It, was, uh, it will be richly rewarded. You need, you need to persevere, or the King James says endure, so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. What He has promised. Man, I want what, I want what He's promised. I want what is His will. I want what is He's directed. 
So uh, when we walk out this walk and we live this life, we got to make sure that we're walking in the, in, in the things of God. So what are some things that will help us to overcome this weariness that we're talking about? First of all, we got to have strength and endurance like we see there in that verse, uh, in that verse 36. We also want to do some things like create really good habits. This is getting a little bit practical, but you know, uh, that's all right. The Word of God should get practical. We need to have consistency. See, one, some of the things, if we're going to overcome weariness, it is to have built in the practices that keep us from getting that place uh, and staying in that place and to, begin, to begin with. You know, that's, that's where that, that time, those times of Bible study are so important. That's where going through devotions are so important. That's why we're carving out time. Even, even some of you might have to go as far as to set an appointment, to lock in time. God, me and you are going to meet at this time. I remember when, when I first began to walk with the Lord in my, in my uh, uh, about around 20 years, when I was about 20 years old, and, and I knew, I didn't know I was called into ministry at that time. We were still on the ranch and everything, but, but I knew that I couldn't, once my day started, it was, it was over as far as, you know, having, I, I was hooked up all day long. Now, I could pray and do some little things, but as far as really having time, sit down with, with, uh, with uh, the Lord and spend that time. So every morning, when I first got up, I built that routine in, that I spend that time with God, that we, I open my Bible, I, I set aside everything else so that He can speak to me, and, and it's not just about me speaking to Him, and me, him telling, me telling Him everything I need. Let's, let's look at uh, 1 Thessalonians. So back up towards the left, uh, the three T's. If you see Timothy, back up a little bit more, you're, you're, you're close. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. He says, Rejoice when everything's good. Is that what it says? No. It says rejoice evermore or always. My NIV says always. I like that. Rejoice whenever it feels good. No. It says rejoice always. And I love these little short verses. That's, that's verse 16. If you, need, if you want to say that you've memorized a verse today, you can, you can do that. Heidi's laughing at me. She knew where I was going with that. Rejoice always. Man, you can say, man, I come out of church and I got Scripture memorized. Rejoice always. 17 says, pray continually. Pray continually. And then it says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What's God's will for us? That we give thanks, that we pray continually, that we rejoice always. Man, I tell you what, it's, a, it, it's an important thing that we take the Word of God and apply it. And if we want to overcome weariness and not, or not allow it in to begin with, is to, to establish in our lives, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice always. I'm going to pray continually. You say, how do I pray continually? Just stay in that mindset and attitude of conversation with God. You remember uh, my, my, uh, my opinion of definition of prayer, that talking, the prayer is talking to God is a limited, is, that's a weak definition in my opinion. Not because it's entirely wrong, but because it's incomplete. I, I like it to be a conversation with God. 
That means that I'm not just talking to God, but, but we're having a con conversation. He's speaking back to me. I'm in a place, and, and, and so he says, pray continually. That means as I go through my day, I set my thoughts up, and I establish, and, I, and I've even gone to the point of saying it like this, is that, God, you have the, the right, and, the, and, and I ask you to interrupt me at all times. You say, well, he has the right to do anything he wants. Yes, but if I yield my will... To that, that's the, the purpose that I'm saying, God, I want your interruption at any point. You, you speak into my life at all points, all, all throughout my day. In other words, I'm not leaving God whenever I get up for my prayer time. It's just that we're just continuing that we're going on. Uh, yesterday, I think it was, uh, Sue and I, were we got in a truck and we were going somewhere. I don't remember what we were doing. And she was riding with me, and, and I had a video I was watching a, I think a team roping or something. I was I was watching something on my phone and it was just playing and I was listening to it because there's some a friend of mine uh, uh, is made the national finals and a friend of mine's son and a kid I watched grow up, Andrew Ward, uh, phenomenal kid and uh, it's really really cool to see somebody work that hard and now he's he's at the top of his game as a header in the in the team roping. Anyway, I was watching this and she goes, you know, you could shut that off. I said, well, yeah, but I, I want to I watch this. I mean, it's like, I mean, I mean you know, she said, I, I'd just like to spend some time with you. I went, we are spending time together. <laughs> yeah, weak, 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 terrible. Okay, so I shut, it, I shut it off. I said, just a minute. Well, I watched one more, two more runs, and I shut it off. But here was the thing. We were together, but as long as I had that interference in the way, I, I, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't communicating. See, I have to learn to be sensitive enough to allow Him to continue to speak. That's why I say it like that. I say, Lord, interrupt me. In other words, I'm telling me to be listening for His interruption. I, I want Him to prompt me when I'm about to say something I shouldn't say. I, I want Him to prompt me when I'm about to think something I shouldn't think. I, I want Him to prompt me when I'm, when I'm, when I'm needing to pray or, or be sensitive to something. You know, I, I don't know how many times I'd be going through my day or through whatever and, and something come to mind. So, well, that's a coincidence. Unless you believe God's in conversation, speaking to you, praying continually all throughout your day that God's speaking. He's prompting you. Why? Because He's anticipating beforehand what we're going to need in place. He's that good. and Good in that He loves you and good that He knows that He can speak to you ahead of time. Begin to prepare you ahead of time for something. You know, uh, something about being in agriculture and, and, or being in business, you have to be thinking out ahead. You've you got to be thinking way beyond. You're not, plan, you're not just doing what is today's. You're thinking about what am I, what am I doing six months from now or what's going to be happening six months ago from now or, or how do I, how do I what, what is, how's this going to work if it doesn't rain? How's if it, this going to work if the market does this? All these things we're playing out. Well, if we can have somebody who has insight into that, that's, that's good. What about raising your kids? You know, you, you, you think about raising those kids I need, I need the Spirit of God, not so much as now, but when I, was, when I was raising young kids especially, I needed the Spirit of God to be in me to anticipate some of those things. A relationship, a friendship that wasn't healthy. 
Sometimes you, you, can, you can head those things off ahead of time. And, and so we want to maintain that. And, and then that other thing that we continue to do, so developing a consistency over time of habits, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do things like this, I'm going to rejoice. Just begin to develop an attitude of rejoicing. You know, uh, I put down here, decide to smile. Man, I, I, I'm a happy guy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, usually a lot of fun. I mean, you know, not, not always, but a lot of times. But, you know, man, sometimes when I get, when I get a little bit weary or I get worn down or, or, or whatever, I mean, I can, I can be not so fun. Now, I'm always fun with y'all. It's, it's our family. that right? we're, Those are the ones that take the brunt of all that. So there's times whenever I snap or, you know, I, I got home. Last night, I, I went hunting too, and, it, and it, poured, it started pouring rain. And this place where I was hunting, the three-quarters of a mile, mile of that road is terrible. So it all of a sudden hit me, and I'm a quarter mile or more from the truck, and I'm thinking, it's pouring rain, and that road is getting ready to be really nasty. And so uh, I, I, I threw my stuff, get packed all my stuff up, and I start hiking back to the truck, and I, I get back there. Now I'm soaking wet, and, and I, I'm, I got my gun, got all wet, and everything. You know, I mean, it was like it's one thing after another. And so, but I get home, and I walk in the door. Kenzie, our youngest, had decided she wanted to trade rooms. You know, we, all the older kids are gone. we got multiple bedrooms, so, you know, she's got three bedrooms just to pick from. And she decided it would be a good time to swap rooms. And I walk in the door. I'm soaking wet. I got my hunting bag and my, all my gun. I got all my stuff in my hand. And the first thing, I come around the corner, and Sue goes, Here, I need you to take this bed frame. And I went, can I at least put my stuff down? Hold on a minute. I'm soaking wet. I'm cold. I'm, you know, I'll, what about me, 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 me? Well, see, in that moment, I, I mean, I had to, I, I needed to, I was not very happy. I didn't want to do that. And my flesh was saying, I'm tired. I'm cold. I've been on the, I mean, I had like four phone calls yesterday. I'm trying to hunt, trying to be at peace. You know, I mean, Poor me, I got a sermon I'm working on, and by golly, I don't want to. And I mean, the, the hallway is full of stuff from two rooms doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, I mean, I had three women. Really, they didn't all know. I mean, Kenzie's texting me, she's texting me, and Sue's texting me, and, and they're all talking about. Plus, I mean, there was two or three other, actually, phone calls. It's pretty, pretty funny. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, poor me. We all have days like this, you know. But here's what I found out, figured out later on that day, or later on that evening, is all I needed to do was put a smile on. Really wasn't that big a deal. I mean, I, I mean, you know, plus and then the start of the OSU OU game was horrid. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I really needed to go pray and spend some time with the Lord after that. Now you OU fans, just hush, all right? But you know, you know, choose to smile, listen to these statements. Often the most powerful way to influence others is with a smile. The best way, the best kind of facelift is a smile. See, some of you think you might need a facelift. I'm not looking at anybody in particular, you know. If you ever think you might need a facelift, Barry. See, I'll just, I'll just pick on a guy who probably really doesn't care at all, okay. You know, hey, I, I kind of think the smile wrinkles are the cool wrinkles, you know. That, that's the way I look at it. Now, but you and listen to this. You have never, you're never fully dressed till you put on a smile. 
you got to think about that. You're, you're, we're all looking good, looking sharp, get all our stuff, you know, get dressed up, get going somewhere. All the intentionality that, that, that we spend in, you know, Dakota fixing his hair and everything. I know he spends a lot of time doing that. And so, you know, no, but, but think about, think about being fully dressed with that smile. Some people grin and bear it. Others smile and change it. And I tell you what, just that alone... That's one of the reasons mom, you know, gets on you once in a while. Y'all got to smile. At least I, at least I kept her from doing Father Abraham. No, no. Okay. Now, so, so developing spiritual strength and endurance, it, it will help by by correct habits. You say, what's all this stuff got to do with 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 strength spiritually? Because if we're so weighed down with all of life, you know, God created something for some things for us. Uh, and, and, and another one is laugh. The reason I tell stories on me is because I can just laugh at me. Because I know many of you are the, are the same way. See, the, the things that we do and how, but as how we choose to, to live. Uh, Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. It's a medicine to us, man. Having a merry heart. I mean, I like funny shows. I like to laugh. If I'm on social media and I see something, I mean, I'm constantly snapping, doing a doing a screenshot and sending it to my kids, our our, our group text with all our kids, and and it's, you know they think I'm just a cheesy dad, but I just I just laugh. I mean, there's times I I see something and it's just funny. I mean, I laugh out loud. I like that. I need to laugh a lot. And I laugh at me a lot. Uh, the other day, I was pulling up some uh, twine out of the out of out of the corral, and uh, I had a guy over here helping me. We was running some water lines, and I I pull this up, and I mean I'm pulling on it, and then it breaks. Well, I'm you know I used to be cat quick. Now I'm just well I'm not clumsy, but you know I, I'm just not as agile as I used to be. And I mean, I busted it. I fell flat. I mean, I just had to get up and laugh. Another time I was swinging over the top of the corral. I was jumping to get ahead of a cow, and I hung my foot as I was swinging my feet over like I used to do when I was, you know, 30. I could just, whoo, just leap and bound and all that stuff. I hung my foot up. I fell square on top of my head like I broke my neck. And I rolled out of that. And I went, dog, that hurt, you know. And I got up, and I got the cow stopped, and and the, the guy that was working with me, he he was all serious. He was like, "Man, are you okay?" And I go, "How are you not laughing?" <laughs> yeah, it hurt. I'm not sure my neck's still the same. That's probably 15 years ago. But I'm gonna tell you what, I would I would have just been laughing. I mean, you know, I mean, I I, I was still moving, so I, I would have been laughing. So I'm going I'm to close with, here's a quote from Chuck Swindoll. He said, of all the things God created, I am often most grateful He created laughter. You know, as, as, as we close this up, man, I tell you what, choosing to not be weary, it, it begins with just, you know, making that choice. And listen, I, I don't fight depression, uh, but everybody can have seasons or times where you're overwhelmed or depressed you know, it is a real deal, though, for many people. And I can just tell you that w those are some of the things that will help in that as well. But I tell you what, if we get our focus on the wrong things instead of the right things, man, I tell you what, that, that's easy to get weary. It's easy to get, to, to get overwhelmed with life. But if we'll also then do those other things, begin with a smile. Choose to, to trust with God. 
decide that you're going to laugh about some of the things that are that are eating you up. I mean, uh, and 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 make some of those choices. But put that trust in God. Begin to develop that time with God in His presence. We didn't get to it, but we'll get to it probably next uh, next couple of weeks. We'll minister on those things. But let's just let's just close by you know, just stand and. And, and, you know, uh, we're going to do Father Abraham. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, I wouldn't do that to you. And I try not to let Mom do that to you. But, but uh, that's the song where you do all the little kids do the... Show us how to do it. Yeah. Okay. No. You don't, you don't really want it, so you'd have to do it too. But I, but I want you to make a choice... You know, sometimes we get all tight and, and, and you know, sometimes we just got to loosen up and sometimes we got to let some things go. And so let's just close in prayer and do that as we pray. Father, we just come before you today. And Lord, we thank you that, that we're, we'll not grow weary while doing good. Father, we'll not grow weary because we don't see change. We'll not grow weary because of the, the weights and the pressures of this world. Because, Lord, your word is, you, you are faithful to your word, and your word is forever settled in heaven. And so we're going to take it. We're going to stand on it. But, Lord, we're going to develop a faith that is precious, that we're going to develop a faith and know that, that God, what you've spoken, you'll, you'll bring to pass. And, and that, Lord, one of the greatest uh, scriptures is that you loved us enough to send your only begotten Son. You, you loved us enough that you sent Jesus, and Jesus loved us enough to give his life as a sacrifice. And I thank you, Lord God, the, the, the first and most important thing to always remember is the joy of our salvation. And for those who maybe have never made Jesus Lord, is to make that choice to be saved, to give their life to Jesus Christ. So Father God, I pray that if there's any that don't know Jesus, that they would make that decision and choice today, so that Lord, I'm, that, that I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me cleanse me and be my Lord and Savior. And Lord, if there's any Christian who's in the, in the place in, or in the sound of my voice that needs that refreshing, then Lord, we can just say, Lord, I give you, I give you my life and I thank you, Lord, that the, that joy will be restored. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.